All right, folks, as we draw near to another critical election, it's not only about casting your vote, it's about elevating your voice, making your voice be heard. AMAC is more than just a senior discount organization. They unite like-minded patriots like you and I, committed to preserving our cherished values and actively opposing the leftist agenda that's sweeping across America. Just look at their recent victories. AMAC members helped to push forward an investigation into practices that inflate drug prices. They successfully defeated ranked choice voting in order to protect traditional voting methods, and they've also helped block a federal takeover of elections. As AMAC's membership grows, Washington is listening. Every new member strengthens this movement. If you love America, visit AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News to become a four-year member for just $30. That's a great discount. AMAC is not only better for America, it's better for you. Membership gives you access to the AMAC magazine, free Social Security and Medicare guidance, money-saving discounts, trusted news, sweepstakes, and so much more. It's a community, not a service. Take advantage of our election year sale, four years for just $30 at AMAC. By joining over 2 million Americans, they can't ignore your voice in Washington anymore. Join now at AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S forward slash Just News. Hello, America, and welcome to the Tuesday edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News, where today we're going to have an exclusive interview with Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene. Yep, she always lights it up, always has something provocative to say, always has a conservative solution to the issue of the day. We're going to spend the whole show with Congressman Greene here just a little bit. But before we get to that, I want to get you started on some headlines that you may not have seen over the last 24 hours. These are important stories that broke on Just the News, and we're we're very proud of them. Perhaps the most intriguing of them all is a new study out by a management firm that is sort of the horse whisperer for many corporate CEOs. The management firm called Brunswick Group did a survey. First, they surveyed CEOs, then they surveyed customers of major companies. And here's what they found. There is a huge disconnect. CEOs think they're doing a great job by proposing woke social policies and injecting their companies into political debates and social issue debates. And guess what? Their consumers, the American voters, think just the opposite. They think that companies should stick to their business, products and services, and not get involved in politics or social issues. How big a disconnect is there? Well, 63% of corporate executives think that their companies should speak out on social issues, while only 36% of their consumers feel the same way. Wow, that's a big change. That is a complete flip-flop in the warning that the Brunswick Group, a horse whispered to many corporate CEOs in America, is, is that the organizational impulse to weigh in on any and every social issue is disregarded by audiences, disconnected from what consumers want, and even diminishes corporate reputation. A big warning to woke CEOs in America coming from one of their own, one of their own advisory groups. Very interesting story. Further proof that this social wokeism in America is starting to, well, boomerang, starting to have a negative effect on Americans. Hey, a couple other fun stories that we should check out for. Don't forget that when the House Democrats rushed that bill through the House just before Thanksgiving, got the reconciliation social welfare bill passed, they stuck in a provision for amnesty for millions of illegal immigrants here on U.S. soil. Guess what? It's not so popular in the Senate. 
it actually could be a poison pill in the Senate. Our Nick Ballacy has a great look at that. Take a look at that very important story trending today on justthenews.com. And finally, you can't go wrong with this story. The Biden administration renewed a lot of critical race theory grants, right? We told you about that yesterday. Guess what they did? They did some creative editing. They kept the grants and the deliverables and the critical race theory all in there, but they got rid of the words critical race theory from the description. Like that was going to fool the American public that this isn't what it is. Another example of bureaucrats acting with a lack of transparency, creating omissions of fact to try to mislead you. But we're on it. We got you. We blew the whistle on it. And now you know about it. Thanks to our good colleague, Greg Piper. All right. Those are some of the big headlines that we got for the day. We're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to have our exclusive interview with Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene right after this. Hey folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully, you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you out at your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're gonna get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down, my blood sugar is down, my weight's down, my health is up, my sleeping patterns are better, my metabolism is up. If you wanna experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. Hey folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you out at your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're going to get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down. My blood sugar is down. My weight's down. My health is up. My sleeping patterns are better. My metabolism is up. If you want to experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, 
Thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. And as promised, a guest who always lights it up, who always has says what she means and means what she says and she always makes a lot of news we're so great to welcome back to this show congresswoman marjorie taylor green congresswoman great to have you on oh john i'm so happy to be on your show today thanks for having me well you you have so many things going on as a lawsuit against the mass mandate i want to get to that in a second but we're running up against another one of those fiscal cliffs if we were running our house the way congress and washington ran its budget we'd all be bankrupt but the congress keeps doing this we're about to hit the debt limit again we're about to uh, maybe have to get another kick the can down the road moment what is going on with mitch mcconnell and chuck schumer and nancy pelosi why can't we get our fiscal house in order well we should and if this was a private business it would be code red all hands on deck and people in the business would be doing everything they could to avoid losing their company and going bankrupt but the federal government doesn't function that way so here's the big fight this week december 3rd the government shuts down because it runs out of money because these people here in washington have run our our federal government into the ground even though the American people pay so much, trillions and trillions of dollars in taxes every single year. So what happened is it was supposed to run out of money in October. That was the original date. But Mitch McConnell worked a deal with Chuck Schumer in the Senate, and they passed a continuing resolution to fund the government for two extra months to December 3rd. But all that did was that allowed the Democrats extra time to work harder and try to get things passed. And they were able to pass the infrastructure bill again with the help of Mitch McConnell and 19 total Republican senators that voted for Joe Biden's infrastructure bill, which is less than 10% of real infrastructure. So it was Republicans in the Senate led by Mitch McConnell that helped make that happen. And it was the extra gift of time by passing the continuing resolution giving them $500 billion to run the government until December 3rd. Well, now they have the same talk on the table again, and the Democrats are desperately working hard to get that BBB bill passed, the Build Back Better, which is Build Back Broke. Actually, it's the worst thing that could ever happen to America. But Mitch McConnell is talking to his good buddy, Chuck Schumer, again. You know, they've worked together for decades in the Senate, along with Joe Biden. And they're talking about another continuing resolution, which is borrowing money again to prop the government up so it doesn't doesn't run out of cash and shut down to prop it up through late January or early February. So this would be Mitch McConnell again giving the Democrats a gift of time so they can stop their arguing between Joe Manchin, Chris and Cinema, and the progressives in the House and pass the BBB bill. So this is this is how Republicans fail us. Republicans have got to hold the line and tell Democrats, no, we are not going to loan you any more money. You're in charge of the government right now. You are the you are the folks creating the budget. Come up with something that the government can actually pay for instead of having to raise the debt ceiling or pass a continuing resolution. So it's, it's, it sh- all the pressure should be on Mitch McConnell and all Republicans up here in Washington to stop this and make the Democrats own the disaster that they've created. 
Yeah, you know, you you talk a lot about that there that that there's a uniparty dynamic in the Republicans, which is too often Republicans don't hold the line. They don't distinguish themselves. They express values, but when the moment of decision comes, they capitulate. And as a result, it's hard for a lot of people to tell the difference between, you know, an everyday Republican and a Democrat. Why do you think that is? And do you think Mitch McConnell's days are numbered? Do you think if Republicans take back control of the Senate, he he'll still be the majority leader? You know, he shouldn't be. He doesn't deserve to be the majority leader because leaders like him have created the uniparty because the Republican conference and the and the RNC and the NRCC have run the whole entire party by capitulating to the center. They claim that the moderate voter is the one that they have to capture in order to take back control, in order to hold control. But that's actually wrong, John. So here's here's what these people, the so-called experts, need to understand. The base of the party is conservative, and that's 70 to 75 percent of Republican voters are true conservatives. So Republicans like me and other members of the Freedom Caucus, other strong conservative fighters in Congress like Thomas Massey, Matt Gates, several people like that, we're, we represent the people. We represent the base of the party. And our party would actually have more voters if we would hold to our conservative values. There are so many Americans that are true conservatives that don't even vote because they never feel like they have anyone to vote for. But if Republicans in Congress would actually represent the American people's values, like representing workers, representing traditional families, representing America first policies, we would bring in more voters and they would be true conservatives. And we would grow our base and we would actually never have to worry about losing again because we would be representing true American values. And that's what I keep trying to explain to the people up here in Washington, but they keep just rolling their eyes at me and and depending on leadership like Mitch McConnell. But he doesn't deserve to lead because look at where we are. This this lean to the middle has put us in nearly $30 trillion in debt, and um, we're already a socialist government, and everybody just needs to wake up to it. What we have to do is we have to stop ourselves from becoming a communist government. Yeah, a lot of people are really worried that big government socialism is a reality now, and we're seeing it in every aspect of our life. And one of those places are with mask mandates. You have an incredible video up on your Twitter site today of Speaker Pelosi with her mask down, talking to the majority leader, Steny Hoyer, uh, violating her own mask rule. Meanwhile, you and other members of Congress have penalized. You've gone to court. You've got a big uh, court hearing this week. Tell us about your lawsuit against the Pelosi mask mandate. Absolutely. Well, I am so proud. Uh, I joined Thomas Massey and Ralph Norman. We are suing Nancy Pelosi for her unconstitutional mask mandates. We truly feel if to represent the people, we have to take the fight to those in Congress that are that are hurting the American people, kids in school that are being forced to wear masks. It's absolute child abuse. Um, and these vaccine mandates are true communism. So we sued Nancy Pelosi because she has a rule that we have to wear a mask on the House floor where the other side of the building, the Senate side, they don't have to wear masks. And so it's just hypocrisy nonstop from Nancy Pelosi. Everybody sees her all the time on pictures and videos yeah. not wearing not masks. wearing a mask. Yeah, we got her on video. That was that was actually voting for the infrastructure bill. Her sitting next to Steny Hoyer with her mask pulled down like a drool cloth around her chin and breaking her own mask rule, but yet she finds me every time I'm in there because I refuse to wear a mask, and I've got, I think I'm around $70,000 in mask fines now, but I continue to double down and fight this fight because it's worth it. If we don't fight the fight, 
right here on the House floor, and then how do we expect the American people to be able to fight it in their everyday lives? Yeah, listen, there's so much of do what I say, not what I do in Washington. And you're calling out one of the big players in that front. That video is so captivating when you watch it because it's clearly in violation of her own rule. And you can see Steady Hoyer probably isn't that happy that she's not wearing his mask. His expression on his face is pretty funny, actually. Uh, Yeah, but they're both uh, they're both vaccinated. so They should be safe, right? That's right. That's exactly right. Yeah, no, it's really something to see. Well, it's uh, it, that video speaks a, a million words. There's no doubt about it. Now, you've had a little bit of a dust up with one of the members in the Republican Party, Congresswoman Mace. Tell us what's going on there. How is the leadership reacting to the two of you um, uh, to having a pretty good disagreement out there? Well, Nancy Mace has attacked me from day one. She was one of the loudest, most critical voices against me uh, back in January. She she criticized me publicly and privately. Uh, very nasty, very harsh. She has attacked me um, multiple times on Twitter over the past month, uh, and she's attacked me on media interviews. Well, now she's attacked Lauren Boebert, and I'm just sick and tired of her. You know, Lauren Lauren uh, apologized to Ilhan Omar last week, which I, I don't think she should have had to apologize. Uh, Ilhan Omar is is completely un-American, is one of the worst members of Congress, uh, completely supports Hamas, Al-Qaeda. Uh, she, com- she, you know, she committed immigration fraud, marrying her brother. So this is this is a woman. And, and, and then when she talks about 9-11, she says, some people did something, which is so disrespectful. And um, but Lauren took the high ground and apologized. Well, Nancy Mace went on CNN and continued to throw Lauren under the bus. She had also tweeted last week um, bad things about Lauren. And I'm just tired. I'm just tired of Nancy Mace trashing, trashing us, constantly attacking us so she can pander to Democrat voters when she's on CNN. And so she can pander to these, um, you know, people that don't represent our party. And it's just, it's, it's, I get called out all the time. I get constantly attacked, but yet when people like her do it, it's a double standard and it's, it's wrong. So, you know, I went after her this morning and, you know, the leadership's not happy about it, but we'll work it out, I'm sure, this week. Yeah, no, it's usually, it usually get worked out. But you're right. It, 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 if it's good for the gander, it's good for the goose. And sometimes uh, there seems to be a double standard applied to people. And you look at it and you go, well, wait a second. We, we sanctioned that person, but that person walked off after saying something horrific and there's no consequence. It, it, it's so uneven in Washington. People just roll their eyes in everyday America. It just drives them crazy. Um, I want to go to a guy whose eyes uh, uh, almost all Americans are rolling at now. Your favorite guy, Dr. Anthony Fauci. We're two years into this pandemic. He hasn't been right about anything. And, you know, just a couple of weeks ago, there was this incredible moment on TV where he couldn't give an answer to something that science has an answer on. There's a study out that says if you had uh, survived COVID and you've got the antibodies, they protect you really well against reinfection. And if you do get infection, it's very moderate. He says, I don't have a good explanation for why we're making those people get vaccines. How is this guy still in charge and what happens? I know you've got the Fire Fauci Act. Will it ever get voted on? Oh, I hope so. When we get back in power, I definitely can. I will continue to push it. And I'll ask the American people to help me push it because Anthony Fauci, he's he's a Dr. Frankenstein. This man is evil. And and it's not just the COVID-19, the CCP virus that he funded with our tax dollars through grants through a third party. But it's also all the other horrific things he's done. And it goes on and on. I mean, everyone saw those 
god-awful, heartbreaking pictures of those beagles, those dogs. There's some sick, disgusting science experiment. Why are our tax dollars paying for this? But Dr. Fauci has been given the seat of power, and he never deserved it. He, he wasn't elected. We didn't elect him. He was not confirmed in the Senate, and he makes more money than any other employee in the federal government. This man claims that he is science, as if, as if he is science himself. But science doesn't reign. God does. And this virus that has controlled our lives, it, it has been allowed to control our lives because of Dr. Anthony Fauci. And, you know, I'm going to continue to do everything I can to remove him. I personally think he should be investigated, possibly put in jail for what he has done. These are these are horrible things, unethical practices. And and this is a bioweapon. We need to be talking about COVID-19 as a bioweapon, not a pandemic. It's a bioweapon. And this is what has killed millions of people around the world. But this is a virus that is also treatable, treatable with ivermectin, treatable with monoclonal antibodies. These are safe drugs. And we should be talking about those methods. But Dr. Fauci just continues on with his mask and his vaccines and his shutdowns. And that is communism. He is using uh, the excuse of so-called science and using the excuse and the fear over the people of a virus and and a so-called pandemic that really is a government-funded, created bioweapon that is responsible for destroying our economy and killing Americans. And, you know, we've had enough of it. So the Fire Fauci Act, I hope to get it passed. The We Will Not Comply Act, the Stop Vaccine Mandate, um, I hope to get that passed. And it's just, to me, it's one of the biggest fights we have right now. Because, John, if they can do this with a virus, what more can they do? And if we lay down and accept it, then what kind of what kind of future are we looking at? And I I don't even it's hard for me to even imagine. It's terrifying. You know, the there's a real legitimate debate beginning to unfold in the science community. It's hard to tell because the media sort of suppresses this. But one of the lessons learned in this pandemic, I think, when we all look back, and this is from talking to more than a thousand people on the front lines of this, is we spend so much time on telling people what they couldn't do. Uh, you, you, you can't go out. You got to wear a mask. You got to get a vaccine. It, we it, And very little time trying to find treatments that would allow people to get through the disease and get healthy and go back. I see you tweet about that a lot. Do you think the country is getting it now that we took the wrong approach? Instead of locking down, we should have found a way to just treat people who are sick and move on. Will that be one of the biggest lessons of this pandemic? God, I hope so. Yes, we, t- we should have never shut down. I think that was the biggest mistake we made. We should have never shut down. We should have looked at who is at the high risk, which was our elderly population and, and people that are obese. And I think the greatest lesson that, that Americans need to learn and people all over the world need to learn is you can't live like there's no tomorrow. And we're all given the gift of our body and we need to take care of it, which means how we eat, you know, if we choose to exercise, right. whether we smoke or don't smoke, alcohol, all kinds of things. These are important decisions, and John, we're all the sum total of our decisions, and if we decide every day to abuse our body, then we're going to be unhealthy, and we're going to be at risk of dying from not only COVID-19, but many things, heart attacks, strokes, cancers, all kinds of in, in other diseases. Yeah, we're, we are not, we, we're mortal. We're not immortal, yep. and so I hope that that's the lesson that we learn but I think another lesson we need to learn is, is we don't kill our economy and go into communist control um, through the government 
but because we're afraid of a virus and, and allow, you know, the media and allow the government to control us. That, that should be the greatest thing we learn. And grandparents and all these wonderful people that were trapped away in nursing homes and have yes. died alone. You know, my own dad had cancer and had to have brain surgery by himself because mm. of COVID. I mean, these are these are the true crimes against humanity that have come out of uh, COVID-19 that we're not even talking about. So enough is enough. We just need to tell these people to leave us alone. We're going to continue our lives. We will be free people and we will we should use treatments that save people's lives. And we're going to continue to move forward and live with courage and not fear. Yeah, listen, freedom served us well for 245 years of America. It's only been the last two years that we seem to have repudiated freedom. I don't get it, but um, I think the public is, we're waking up to it, I think, every day. One last question. You've been a very vocal, uh, very vocal on the issue of news media. I'm going to take two recent events. You got the Maxwell trial in New York, the Jeffrey Epstein trial in New York, really. Uh, and there's not as much coverage. And I see you're advocating. You'd love to see that televised so everybody could watch it. And then the Waukesha case. It's like the news media has forgotten about the massacre in Waukesha. They don't want to cover that case. What is going on in your mind? How could two epic crime cases get so little attention in today's uh, news media? Well, the mass murder in Wisconsin, that is the media's fault. And they don't want to talk about it because it doesn't want that it doesn't fit their narrative. Their narrative with with Rittenhouse, with Kyle Rittenhouse, it was white supremacy and it was the gun. They were attacking our Second Amendment and they were going after gun control and they wanted to make the gun the problem. And they did it in the trial. If anybody that watched the trial saw it happen, it was all about if the gun had not been there, these people would still be alive. And then so that completely fell on its face. And when Kyle Rittenhouse, you know, thank God, was given the not guilty verdict, well, what did the media do? They attacked viciously. It was like dog whistling, dog whistling people to come out and take retribution. And that's what we saw. Well, you know what? That man did. Daryl Brooks. Daryl Brooks murdered people by running them down in his car, not an SUV. Daryl Brooks did that. Yep. And the media doesn't want to cover it because it doesn't fit their narrative. It doesn't fit the narrative that man was able to commit mass murder without a gun. And it was a black man. And that is why they don't want to talk about it. Yeah. And also and a black man that appears to have some anti-white ranting in his past. I mean, some anti uh, sort of racist behavior in his past. If you look at these social posts that, he, that are, have come out, I guess when the narratives flip, the media just can't cover it. Is that, is that what's going on here? Well, the media has trained people to, to hate white people for years now, and we're seeing the result of it. And the media is, they are complicit. And they are going to have to own their own actions. The freedom of press is not the freedom to lie. And that is the biggest thing we have to focus on. There needs to be accountability, and I, and I think that's something we really need to look at. Uh, one way I think of it is, you know, if if say CNN, for example, wants to lie about Russian collusion for a year and a half or even longer. What was it? A lot longer than that. Yeah, almost three years, as I recall. (laughs) That's right. You were very involved, John. You did such a good job reporting on that. But here's what they should. They should be held accountable now that it's been proven a lie. Their their, uh, accountability should be that they should spend three years telling the truth about Russian collusion. And that's what media companies need to have in mind. When they are busted and they are, it's proven to be a lie, they need to be held accountable. And, and that's something I'm starting to look into to how to do that. We always want the freedom of press, but we never want it to be freedom to lie. 
And, and that's important. Do you think there could be a legislative fix that there may be a way for Congress to do it in a way that protects the First Amendment, but also gives some greater latitude to people when they wrong? I mean, President Trump and all the people that were maligned in the Russia case that now turned out to be completely innocent people. Carter Page, who turned out to be working for us. He just couldn't say it. Um, do you see a potential legislative solution? Yes, I do. It, just in the terms that I just spoke to you about yeah. and not taking away the ability to the freedom to tell news or tell things, events, things that are going on, right. but pre- but preventing the lie by letting them know that there is going to be consequences. If you're caught lying, then your network has to devote just as much time to telling the truth as you did telling the lie, not just a correction at the bottom of some article that gets buried yeah. and no one ever sees. Right. So that's accountability always makes people think twice. You know what I'm saying? And that's something that the media has never had and neither has our government. So, and it is something I have my team looking on as some sort of legislation that will protect the the freedom because that's so important, but, but also force accountability. Yeah. Well, that's why we have you on. You always have an idea and a solution. You're always working on things. That's why, that's why people send their, their representatives to Congress to get solutions, not to get problems, get solutions. And you're always putting things on the table. Your sponsorship of so many different laws are evident that we're so lucky to have you on the show today, Congresswoman. Thank you so much for your time. Well, thanks for having me, John. I really appreciate you and the good work that you do. Well, we're going to keep up it, and hopefully we won't have any corrections at Justin News. We'll try to get it right the first time. <laughs> I, I know you do, and thank you for that. <laughs> thank you, Congressman. Great to talk to you, and uh, wish you well this week. It looks like a very busy week with that court hearing coming up on Thursday. Yeah, can't wait for it. Okay, I'll talk to you soon. All right, you as well. Have a good day. Folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, Natalia Middlestat's going to come in. We've got some breaking news we want to share with you before we go out for the day. We'll be right back after this commercial break. Hey folks, if you're a homeowner and you're like me, you want to protect your home, right? But when's the last time you checked on the title to your home? If you never have, listen to this. A new report on homeowners shows we all now have $16 trillion in equity. That's an all-time high in America. That's why you need protection from a scam the FBI calls house stealing. That's when the equity in all of our homes is the target, sadly, of scammers. If nobody's watching the title to your home, these scammers can transfer your title to their name, take out loans, and your equity could be gone. Poof, gone. You have to protect your equity from this despicable crime right now with triple lock protection from my good friends at HomeTitleLock.com. The first step is to check on your home's title to see if it's still in your name. Sign up with your address at HomeTitleLock.com and be sure to use the promo code JUSTNEWS. They're going to send you a complete title scan of your home's title in your first 30 days of triple lock home title protection. That's legendary protection, by the way. It's free. HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS. One more time. Go to HomeTitleLock.com today and protect your most important asset, the equity in your home. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. BiteClear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. 
All right, folks, welcome back for the commercial break. Wow, still thinking about that interview with Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene. Lots of news in there. I think my colleagues of the news media are going to be shocked by her, her new law that she just mentioned. But we're going to take you to something that's happening tomorrow morning. Very important day in the United States Supreme Court. Some people think the day that Roe v. Wade gets its first major reconsideration before the high court in over a half century. And here to help break it down and make sense of it for us is my good colleague at Justin news natalia middlestat natalia how are you doing today good thanks for having me on oh it's an honor to have you on you are covering this you've been up to speed on it this is a pretty big day in the supreme court tell us what's at stake with the mississippi abortion law and the arguments that both sides are going to give tomorrow sure so with the mississippi uh 2018 gestational age act it basically bans abortion uh after 15 weeks which is before the Uh, age of viability, that's 24 weeks, which Planned Parenthood versus Casey had established that uh, states could not ban abortion before uh, the age of viability. And so um, not only is this case going against Roe v. Wade and the constitutional right to abortion, but it's also challenging uh, the Planned Parenthood v. Casey case as well. Yeah, this is a big one, and it could define where that demarcation line can come from when an abortion is uh, lawful and unlawful. Uh, Now, Texas has set the abortion limit much earlier, like six weeks into a pregnancy, correct? Yes, that's correct. So how uh, do you think that even though the justices are looking at the Mississippi case, they've got that Texas thing in the back of their mind as well, don't they? Yes, because they did make a decision back in September to allow the Texas law to uh, be enforced because the enforcement mechanism of the Texas law is different than the Mississippi one. With the Texas law, private citizens are allowed to sue the abortion providers, whereas with the Mississippi law, it's the state. So that's why the Supreme Court has allowed that one to still go through. Yeah, very interesting um, uh, distinction there. And and two states trying to take take on the same issue, but from very different uh, perspectives. And so far, Texas has fared a little bit better in terms of keeping its law in force. Now, who um, who are the plaintiffs and, and how will the government and the plaintiffs side uh, uh, off in this case? Obviously, the attorney general from Mississippi will be there, um, the abortion providers on the other side. How, what arguments should we see each side make tomorrow? So for the attorney general side of the case, they are arguing that they should be able to have their state's rights to um, decide whether or not abortion should be legal at what Every stage they uh, deem appropriate for their state. So they're arguing the state's rights case, saying um, this should not be in the hands of the federal government. Whereas with the um, abortion clinic, Jackson Women's Health Organization, which is the last operational abortion clinic in Mississippi, they are uh, arguing that um, it's a racial and economic justice issue, as the director said, um, that this would harm minority women if they're not able to get abortions within the state. And so that's kind of where the two sides are coming at. Yeah, it's pretty remarkable. And it's sort of funny uh, when you go back to the original Roe v. Wade uh, argument, states' rights was a big part of that issue. Uh, Obviously, the Supreme Court came down in favor of women and not the state's right to uh, outlaw abortion outright. Uh, But now Mississippi has kind of flipped and put that back in saying, all right, but once you once we decide it's our decision of where we set that demarcation line for what becomes a lawful and unlawful abortion. Very interesting twist on uh, states' rights as there. 
we're heading into a 2022 election. Uh, a lot of the early signs are in favor of a Republican wave in 2022. The economy's bad. History is not on Joe Biden's side. Normally, the incumbent president takes a, a beating during the first midterm election of their of their tenure. Uh, you've got, you know, in, uh, inflation concerns, open border concerns. They're all, all the issues that Americans are currently worried about. The Republican position is more popular than the Democratic position. If uh, abortion was to flip-flop in some way and, and there'd be new restrictions on abortion, does that motivate liberal voters or give Democrats an opportunity to get energized about something that they otherwise might sit on their hands in the 2022 election with? Definitely, I think so. Especially looking back at the previous two Supreme Court confirmations, uh, Justice Amy Coney Barrett and, right. specific, of course, uh, Brett, Justice Brett Kavanaugh and how how he did that confirmation was it was regarding abortion. That was a big it issue was. for both sides. And so um, seeing how those justices are more on the, tend to be more on the conservative and pro-life side, I think the Democrats will definitely be championing that during the campaigns and may even come back to the mantra they had of possibly court packing uh, later. Yeah. It's really interesting in the uh, you look at some of the websites that are on the pro-abortion side or, or pro-choice side, and they're they're using very stark language. Like I, I'm looking at Center for Reproductive Rights. What if Roe fell? I mean, that right now, no one thinks that Roe v. Wade itself is in jeopardy. Just where the line is going to be. But there's a lot of alarmism, a lot of effort to whip up. Uh, concern among women, among um, uh, progressives and, and liberals around this. And I guess really there's no other uh, issue right now that's really moving the, the left the way that this might. And so I think a lot of political handicappers are going to be looking at the court to say, do you have an impact on the election with this ruling? Uh, most justices obviously just focus on the law, but it's going to be very, very interesting. What are you looking for tomorrow, Natalia? What is the key things to be watching for and what justices should we keep an eye on? Well, I think definitely with regard to justices, uh, Justice Clarence Thomas would definitely be um, one to keep an eye on as he's the longest serving, um, not only justice, but conservative justice on the court right now. And he has been uh, on the pro-life issue in uh, many of these abortion cases all the way back to the first one he uh, wrote a dissent on, which was, or dissented on, which was Planned Parenthood v. Casey. He uh, was on the minority side of that one. And so um, he's been pushing for um, getting Roe v. Wade overturned to get the decision of abortion back to the state. Um, as he's mentioned before, and even recent yeah. success defense back in 2020 and 2019. So I think he will definitely be one to watch closely. Um, as for what to watch for, um, definitely to see the different arguments for um, whether this should be a state's rights issue again. I mean, specifically the case, the question that the court wants to focus on is whether all bans on pre-viability elective abortions are unconstitutional. So just to see um, both sides of the argument on that and um, what each side will be recommending for, uh, for the future is basically if Roe v. Wade is overturned, then uh, the pro-choice Guttmacher Institute said that we could have 26 states that either completely yeah. ban or restrict abortion. 
Yeah. So that would definitely be interesting. To see. Oh yeah, no, that is the, that is the alignment a lot of people look at. Really fascinating. Last year during the pandemic, a lot of people forgot this because we were more worried about masks and vaccines and other things. But in the summer of 2020, in a uh, related case, an abortion case involving a Louisiana law, uh, Justice Thomas wrote this: "There's not a shred of support." in the Constitution for how Roe v. Wade legalized abortion. And he said he was he was open to reversing the the basic concept of uh, or the basic underpinnings of Roe v. Wade. Very interesting comments from uh, Justice Thomas. And uh, as you wisely pointed out, he is one of the people to really watch tomorrow on the bench. Natalia, we love your work all the time. You're always doing great work for us. I know you'll be covering this hearing for us. And we just want to thank you for leaning in and giving everybody a day's head start on this very important epic ruling or epic um, case and arguments occurring tomorrow in the Supreme Court. Thanks a lot. Yeah, thank you. All right, folks, we're going to take another quick commercial break. When we come back, we'll wrap things up for the day just in a few seconds. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. All right, folks, that wraps up another edition of John Solomon Reports. So grateful that you joined us today. Hey, I have an idea for you. If you want to do something special for Christmas, get a gift that gives several times over. Go to omahasteaks.com, buy one of their incredible packages. I just got the package. I love this package. Steak wrapped in bacon. Oh my God, we all were drooling this week and we had such a great dinner at the house after Thanksgiving. Go send a gift to a friend. Spoil yourself for the holidays. Get one of the Omaha Steaks for you. You get an incredible discount up to 50% off on some packages. All you have to do is use the word just news, one word in the search bar to get that discount. It's one of the many benefits you get by being a just the news fan, a John Solomon reports listener. Go support them because they support us. Make your holidays a little brighter and uh, your dinner is just a little more enjoyable because of the great food at omahasteaks.com. Just a thought as we head into the holiday season. All right, folks, that wraps it up. We're going to be back tomorrow with a whole new edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News. Until then, know that you can run to Just the News at any time, day or night. We've got you covered on all the breaking news. Folks, everyone knows the next medical crisis is just around the corner, whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something much more mundane like a tick bite. You and your family need to be prepared. That's what we learned from this last pandemic, right? That's where the wellness company comes in. You know the wellness company. We have their great doctors like Dr. Peter McCullough on all the time on our shows. The wellness company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust. And the new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy, and most importantly, prepared. 
Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin and z -Pak. The medical emergency kit provides a guidebook to aid in the safe use of all of these life-saving medications. So you know what you're doing. From anthrax to tick bites to COVID and even the bioweapon like the plague, the wellness company's medical emergency kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, and antiparasitics on hand to keep you and your family safe from whatever the globalists throw your way. Go to www.twchealth/justnews today in order. That's twc.health/justnews and use the promo code justnews to save 10%. At Just the News, we break the stories others in the media ignore or are too afraid to tell. We did it on Russia collusion, Hunter Biden, and the security and intelligence failures that preceded January 6th. Our stories have real impact and reach because we stick to the facts. I'm John Solomon. You can help me expand our honest, unvarnished, and unbiased reporting by becoming a premium member at Just the News. You'll get an ad-free experience and exclusive member-only access to events, and you'll be helping us dig up more truth. Join today at justthenews.com slash subscribe.